Welcome to the Racially Just Schools podcast. My name is Dr. Terrence L. Green, and I am your host, and I am super elated and excited that you are here today for this episode. Now, in today's episode, we're going to hop right into it. I'm going to be talking about five indicators that will help you start to locate and to identify you know, whether or not you can do deep and profound racial justice work in the school or district where you're working and to start to give you some clues or some signals to begin to answer the question like, hey, is it time for me to, to leave this district or school so I can really do some powerful work? Let's get into it and let's go. You're listening to the Racially Just Schools podcast, the show that provides resources to help you and your team build racially just schools. Today we have a special episode, something that I like to call Office Hours with Professor Green, right? Uh, I got this amazing email from um, someone that I'll call Avery, and I want to read it to you here because I figured it would be easier for me to make a, a podcast episode, one, because I think this will benefit more people than just Avery, and I hope you find it useful, but also because I just recently experienced two major life events. (laughs) Well, one was a major life event and the other one was, you know, a pretty important event. Uh, My wife, my life partner and I, we welcomed our third child into the world. Uh, So we have a a, a son who is two months old and, you know, we tired in the mug, (laughs) but at the same time, we feel tremendously blessed. You know, mom is healthy, baby is healthy. And so we're a family of five. Uh, We have three little ones. And so super excited about that. The second thing is I had a freakish accident, which was actually avoidable, but long story, I'll probably share another time, but actually fell and I tried to break my fall and I ended up breaking the same bone in both wrists. (laughs) So I'm recording this episode with two broken wrists and a newborn at home. And so this is part of the reason why it's easier for me to respond to Avery's question via an episode one I think it'll help folks but then it's other things like I really can't type right now (laughs) and uh you know we got a lot going on so it's much easier to do this and so let me read this email hi Dr. Green I hope this email finds you and your family doing very well my name is Avery and I'm a ninth grade biology teacher at a high school in the northeastern part of the United States I first want to thank you for your podcast because it has been a breath of fresh air. I've literally listened to every podcast several times. So thank you for your labor of love and for producing this show. I'm emailing you because I have a question. I know that you are busy and may not have time to respond, but I figured I would try to email you anyway, since you said on the podcast that people should reach out if they have any questions. So here I am. (laughs) I've been working at my school for seven years during my entire time here. We've talked a good game about racial justice, but have very little to show for it and what we actually do. For the first few years, I wanted to extend grace to my school and district because I understand that people were in different places and we were learning to do this work. However, it has become very evident and clear to me that my school and district is not serious about racial justice work. Besides, I'm starting to feel alienated because people are looking at me like, Here Avery goes again when I bring up issues about racism in our school. 
I love the youth at my school and used to be really excited to work here. But at this point, as the year comes to a close, I am not sure if I really should stay here because I don't think I can do racial justice and equity work like it needs to be done at my school. I feel so torn on whether or not I should leave or stay. Do you have any advice on what I might do? I know you can't tell me exactly what to do and I have to make the final decision, but I would love to hear your thoughts on whether or not I should stay at this school that is not serious about doing racial justice work. Thanks again for your podcast and I look forward to hearing from you. If you don't respond, no worries. I'll still continue to listen to the podcast. Sincerely, Avery. (laughs) But thank you, Avery, for your email. And I think this is a phenomenal question, a question that um, I've gotten several times, a question that I've grappled with over my career. And is this question like, how do you know when it's time to leave? How do you know when it's time to stay, particularly when you're deeply, deeply focused on doing work around racial justice and you just feel like the system that you're in, the district or the school is not serious about it? So I have um, some indicators I want to share with you about how I go about thinking about this. And, and hopefully it would encourage you as you come about making your decision. As I share these, the one thing that I ask and hope that you keep in mind It's to start to locate yourself. Where are you? Where are you in any of these phases? Are you in multiple phases? Are you in one phase more strongly or more saliently? Where are you? And that's the thing also to keep in mind that these can happen concurrently, that you can be in multiple phases at the same time, but really hone in on where you are, because I think it'll start to give some guidance and some signals about whether or not you should stay in the place, the school, the district where you are um, so that you can do deep and collective and, and radically powerful racial justice work. The way you're coming to know is based on um, some psychological indicators, some internal indicators, some feeling indicators. You're moving um, expansively uh, beyond just thinking about what logic will tell you, right? Because logic will tell you like, oh, this is the place and look what they say on the mission statement and look at the demographics and look at, you know, the policies that they've passed. And so the logic, we're, 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 we're including the logic. Um, but we're not exclusively relying on the logic. I believe that we have like internal GPS systems that will give us indicators psychologically, emotionally, physically um, on whether or not these are places where we should be collectively engaging in the work. All right. So the question I've heard for years and I constantly hear is this idea like just how do I know I, I really can do this work here, right? Because folks have continued to be undermined in their work. They can continue to, you know, experience these setbacks and people are just like not trying to do it. And you're like, I don't know if I should be here. And so one thing I will say is that if you were to ask me these sets of questions, you know, 15 years ago, I would have said, no, you, you, you absolutely stay there. There. Every single organization and every single district and every single school, you can transform if you just stay in there. Well, you know, wisdom, experience, and, uh, you know, just working with people 
and, and being around folks and doing this work uh, begins to offer uh, a, another perspective and another picture. And, uh, you know, one of the things that used to always get me and it was like, well, if 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 I leave, then, you know, what's going to happen to the black kids here? What's going to happen to the folks here? And this is where you really have to start becoming more expansive in this work. Because you realize that this work is intergenerationally collective. So in other words, the work of racial justice never has been or never will be solely predicated on what you do. Okay. And you realize that this is a relay race, that there, that there's the intergenerational and this collective work. And it's not just about you. And so you believe and you know that there are other folks that are doing this work who 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 come to the fore and who have already been to the fore to make this work continue and to go even further. OK, so now I just want to get into it. I want to share five kind of like indicators that I think can help you begin to know, you know, whether or not you really, really can do your work in profound and deep ways in the district where you are or school or and or if it's time to go. The first one, these are I, I use these just, you know, for the consistency. So, you know, uh, that there's, uh, you know, just to make them more organized that you can remember them more easily. But the first D is you feel you feel delighted. Right. There is a sense of delightment that, that your energy um, is is you feel pulled towards it. You feel like a pulling towards it. There's an internal knowing and delight and joy about the work. Now, the thing that if you're in organizations and institutions where you feel a sense of delight, they ain't perfect. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the organizations are not perfect, um, but you, you, you sense a, a measure of progress that, that can be made that, that folks, they, they understand and they welcome and they embrace the tensions of this work. They embrace the contradictions and the messiness and the, um, Kind of like you, we're, we're, we're figuring it out as we go, but folks are deeply committed to it. And that doesn't mean that folks don't make mistakes. Of course, right? There are no like unicorns and just like perfect situations in any organization that's trying to do work around racial justice um, and equity. But there's a sense of delight, right? When, when folks, um, you know, get off course and, and, and mess things up, there's a deep sense of commitment to not be perfect, but there's a deep sense of commitment to racial justice, right? And so there's a feeling of delight. You feel energized. You feel refreshed. You feel like you're growing. You feel like the work is collectively growing. You know, you're thinking about systems and structures and you're dismantling and you're rebuilding and you're doing all of the, the marvelous and powerful things that you believe needs to be done in a collective effort. And it's not just relying upon one person. So there's a sense of delight. And a school and district context like this feels healthy and like a place where you can do that deep collective racial justice work. The The next indicator, the next D, I call feeling drained. And I want to put in kind of like air parentheses temporarily, right? So you're in a school, you're in a district, you're doing this work and you feel drained, right? But here's the thing about like this temporary draining. You still feel like you have the capacity to be 
refilled or replenished or renourished again, right? So yes, this work can drain you psychologically, intellectually, emotionally, physically, but you still feel like you're in this cycle where there is the draining and outpouring and there's the giving, but there also is the capacity for you to be refilled. And so it's almost like the picture of a bathtub, right? Where you've got you've you've got the drain set and is now you run the water and you're full of water and then when you lift the drain you know the water starts to seep out but you still feel like you have the capacity to close that drain again and to get refilled again and so this is just part of you know the cycle the the cyclical nature of doing this work that there's give and take there's push and pull there's both and and right that this is just the nature of that um, but you still feel that capacity to continue to to go and grow collectively. But the thing that you have to realize in this phase is that you have to know what refill refills you, like what gives you refill and refill, right? F I L L F U E L. Like what gives you fuel again? What fills you up again? Is it being in a collective of folks that are engaged and committed to this work that you're co- constantly building each other up and one another up? You know, is it reading books? Is it podcasts? Is it just completely disconnecting from work and doing something totally different? You've got to become a social scientist of yourself to collect data, to figure out what is it that refuels and refuels me to continue to do this work. But in this, this drain stage is temporary. And you realize that sometimes the water is let out, but you know how to let it back in. And you you still feel like in the schooler district where you are, you can continue to do this work. The next phase is what I call defeated, right? You feel defeated like you 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 have some wins, so to speak, if we can use that in air quotes and you have some losses in air quotes, but you start to realize that there aren't really losses, they're just lessons, right? And so you can begin to take those lessons that you're learning and you still can bring them back to your school or district and folks are continuing to grow from them. Or sometimes they're just not, right? There's this constant barrage of every time you put forth a proposed policy, you know, it's defeated. Every time, you know, you and the folks that you're working with put forth some new um, curricular or pedagogical approaches, instructional, you know, they're undermined, right? Every time you put forth some ways to think about how do we partner in very collaborative and equitable and humanizing ways with families and communities, particularly those who are black, you know, folks always just got something to move it out, right? So there's a sense of, feeling defeat um there's a phase like you just constantly feel like you're defeated and once you emotionally and psychologically and intellectually start to feel this constant state of defeat um it can be a telltale sign of whether or not you really can do some in-depth work um at the school or district where you are the next d is what i call deleted Oh, this is when you now start to feel deleted, like everything, the the school or district and the people working there, they completely just marginalize and exclude everything that you do. So you bring suggestions and ideas and contributions and it's like, yeah, but and they delete it. Right. Or, you know, it's time for you to speak up and to say something in the meeting. And they just tried to make you feel like you crazy. Like, oh, 
here Terrence go again or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you feel deleted. You don't feel like you're seen. You're not embraced. You're not acknowledged. The organization and the people working there, they just completely delete you. They put you on the back burner and you start to feel psychologically. You feel it um, physiologically, physically in your body. You feel it emotionally and you feel like you are deleted. And then no, no matter what you try to do, they're always trying to cut it off and undermine it. And so you have that feeling of feeling deleted, then that is a telltale sign of maybe this, you know, is not a place that I need to be because as long as the school or district can delete you and keep you around, they will continue to do that even at your worst expense, right? The final D is something um, that I call depleted, right? Depleted now is when you are so, you've been in this place and it's been so taxing, it's been so terrorizing, it's been so traumatic that you are physically, emotionally, psychologically, you are depleted, like your health is deteriorating. Like no matter what happens, you can't get refueled again. You can't get refull again. Like you, you're in a collective and you still can't seem to get, you know, that, that the energy to do this work, right? They, they've completely depleted you. And when this has happened, when you've been depleted, you have got to, in, in stages even before this, you've got to make some real decisions about maintaining your well-being and your safety and your thriveness and your aliveness. Because the reality comes about, like, you realize that th- these systems, that schools and districts were predicated on, founded on, and exist part and parcel with black violence, with inequity, right, with with racial injustice. And so we we cannot have any more martyrs in this work. We need you to live. We need you to be here physically, emotionally, psychologically. We need you. And so if you're feeling that sense of just feeling absolutely depleted, I believe that's a telltale sign to start figuring out, like, how can I start, you know, moving on just as the reality moving on right and i know it may not be as simple as you know today and tomorrow i'm at a different place but like the strategy has to come in with the extra strategy of how i where do i need to go and what i need to do and the last one is what i call stacking so stacking is when you simultaneously at the same time are feeling drained you're feeling defeated you're feeling deleted and you're feeling depleted when all of those are constantly happening at the same time in your physical body, you feel it. Psychologically, you feel it. In your emotions, you are feel, you're feeling it. You have got to get out that institution, that school or that district. You can't do your work there because this final D with those things, when they're all stacked, they're working to destroy, right? And, and it may not destroy you physically. You may still be here, but it can destroy you psychologically. It can destroy you mentally. It can destroy attitudinally, like even wanting to do this work. And so when it starts to stack like that in multiple ways, you've got to really be in tune with that internal GPS, these feelings to say, what old Marty Marr used to say on Martin, see you when I see you, peace. You know what I'm saying? You got to throw the deuces because you cannot stay there any longer. These institutions were not created for black folk to thrive, for 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 Latinx folk to thrive, for indigenous folk, it, they they work for Pacific Islanders and Asian folk to thrive. They were not, and so you've got to get 
out of that. And this is the wisdom, the maturity and experience of years. And you may, you know, approach it differently. And I totally invite that and welcome that. But you realize that this work is collectively intergenerational. Right. And it doesn't begin nor there's an end with you. And so that is something to keep in mind when they stack. They are ultimately aiming to destroy. Avery, I hope you found this useful and helpful, and I hope that you got something out of it. And for everybody else who was listening, I hope you got something out of this. And I hope these five indicators um, will give you insight to kind of like where you are and the, the, the degree and depth and, and level to which you can actually do your work in your school or your district and whether or not it's time for you to bounce and to leave and to just say deuces to where you're working. And so, again, these are the feelings of delight, of feeling drained, def- defeated temporarily, deleted, then depleted. And ultimately, when they start to stack without the delight, they work to destroy And I also want to invite you and encourage you if you have a question uh, that you think you want to share with me and I could possibly support and help to send me an email at Terrence at RaciallyJustSchools.com. That is T-E-R-R-A-N-C-E at RaciallyJustSchools.com. And, you know, I won't be able to answer everyone. I won't even be able to respond to everyone, particularly right now, given the situation with my wrist. Um, And, you know, I... All of my emails account, not near none of them <laughs> inboxes at zero. Right. <laughs> so uh, I may be able to respond. I may not be able to respond back, but I'll get to as many as I as I can. Um, but, yeah, I, I want to encourage you to um, send in a question because I, I like doing these office hours. Um, we'll do more of these and I hope they're helpful. Finally, before we close, I want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by www.raciallyjustschools.com. And when you join our community today, I will send you a free video on how to make your racial justice work better. I'm excited about you joining the community and I look forward to meeting you. Well, that is it, folks. Thank you so much for joining the Just Schools podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and I am so excited and really looking forward to our time together during future podcasts. What I need you to do is to please hit the subscribe button. Share with a friend and please leave a review. Love reviews. And if you want to hear more from me, you can head on over to www.raciallyjustschools.com. That is www.raciallyjustschools.com. When you join our community, I have a free video for you on three tips that will make your racial justice work better. And again, if you love the show, hit subscribe, rate it, and leave a review on iTunes. And until next time, Peace.